It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How you doing tonight? A beautiful night in Texas. Yeah, it's it's finally starting to cool off up here in Ohio, but I don't know. It's still hot in Texas. I, I don't know how you call that beautiful, but. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's like 70s, 80s now. 80s, 90s? I don't know. Still pool weather, but it's not like go outside and immediately get burnt and hit your life hot. So. <laughs> Well, that's an improvement then. So, so I'm glad it's a beautiful night there. Beautiful night here too. We got a exciting show for you guys tonight. We got a great interview. Uh, we got lined up. I won't tell you who it is till we get to that, but we have the San Francisco love tour to talk about tonight. Uh, we have a new source of numbers. So we got fresh numbers and fresh leaderboards for everybody. I know you guys look forward to that and ladies look forward to that. And, uh, we'll catch up on some stuff we weren't able to touch on last week. So, Right out the gate, the disclaimer, since I was horrible with that last week, is the content provided here on the UPX podcast is not, uh, geez, I screwed that up already, is uh, is not endorsed by the Upland community. All the views and opinions are of my own and thank me laters. And we are two passionate players, not employed by Upland. And uh, you, you seem to be a little more involved in the community than I get a chance to be, but I do look forward to doing this show every week for everybody. So I try to be as involved as I can with, with my crazy schedule, but uh, your, your fan server really has a lot of different channels going on and a lot of information flying. You miss a day or two of it, and you spend like an hour or two reading just to catch up on what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, we're we're really trying to make uh, the server. I mean, it has a lot of channels. That's the benefit of Discord. Um, if you get overwhelmed, just minimize all your channels. So, like, mine only has like four or five channels active, like the groups at a time. And then, if new information gets posted, it's easy to see like where it's getting posted. Um, but yeah, it's almost like a, a forum where you can see, oh well there's new posts here. I mean, we recently expanded, um, created a a want to buy and a want to sell section uh, for collections and different properties and also a a price check. So if you're selling something or buying something and you want community input on, you know, what the price should be. uh, And again, that's all separated. So that way it's really easy to go and say, Hey, who's recently selling San Francisco collections or New York properties. Um, that's one of the my biggest gripes with like a Telegram or a single um, kind of communication channel is that a thousand you know messages in one channel is impossible to to cipher. But you know, ten messages in a hundred channels, then you can pick which ones you want to read. Like, oh, okay, these are the neighborhoods I care about. These are the you know things that I want to read up on. So, so you don't care about all the neighborhoods in Upland? I mean, I do. But certain people might be, you know, more interested in like dog patch has a ton of activity. There is some really interesting um, dynamics going on there uh, with Nishiren and uh, 
Ronald Rump and uh, the Hell's Angels and I, I do know, like left, that you gave yeah. it a, a, a under eighteen, not a loud marking on the Discord channel. Yeah, it's the only channel in the whole server that's uh, NSFW, um, and that's just preemptively. I know the the great content Nishiran and the uh, Upland fan or Upland uh, Pinup Girls. I don't know why I keep saying Pinup Girls. You know, art that they're doing, and it gets rowdy in there. So uh, made sure that you know we're calling it out. We don't want people accidentally stumbling upon it and going, "Hey, what's this?" Like, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. It's a good place. Yeah. Now, I know usually at this point in time, I go to you about what is Upland, and you do do an excellent job describing it we, to people. Yeah, of course. I mean, who could possibly do a better job than me of describing what the game Upland is? I think I got somebody tonight. You, you got somebody? Oh, I got somebody that will knock it out of the park. <laughs> All right. So it, it is also our special guest interviewer, uh, or our interview, and uh, he is one of the co-founders, one of the immortal founders of Upland. Uh Everybody, let's welcome Eden to the Upex podcast. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, thanks. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this podcast, and you know all of the other contributions that you guys are doing in the in the community. So I'm I'm stoked about this. Uh, we're we're so excited to have you on. Thank you for making time for us tonight. And uh, and what do you think about our what Mars Utah did to our intro. Yeah. So uh, maybe you guys don't know that, but I was waiting until you got lyrics in there. So I can appear in your podcast. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think it, I, I was blown away. First time I heard that, you know, you guys posted it on the, on discord and we were like, Oh my God, that, that was, that was some legit, legit stuff. So, I mean, and, and that, you know, comes together with all the other stuff that comes from the community, you know, the, all the podcasts and the YouTube uh, material and what have you. I mean, this is amazing. This is this is what gets us going, really. Well, we're glad that uh, you guys there at Upland uh, headquarters enjoy what the community puts together. And Mars Utah put that together fairly quick. Um, he, he was hitting me up for the beat right at the time we were having our child. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get you that beat. Got to get you that beat. And, and then all of a sudden he's like, Boom. And that's all his email said was boom with an attachment. Yep. Keep those coming. These are awesome. Yeah. So uh, we, we got a series of questions for you tonight. You want to hit it off first there? Thank me later. Uh, happy to. So mine, obviously, I've been doing a lot um, recently in the NFT space. We're seeing a lot of cross promotions um, between some of these up and coming, um, you know, NFT initiatives. We saw Super Miles partner with uh, Blockchain Heroes. We've seen Tops now partner with Blockchain Heroes. Um, Cogs is doing some cross promotional stuff. My question to you is. What's the next big like NFT cross promotional thing that you would like to see done? Not saying that it will be done, but like if you could pick one um, NFT cross promotion, like which one would you be excited about? Hmm, are you asking as it relates to Upland or in general or uh, either both? Like in general or both? Yeah, sure. Why not? All of the above. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited, first of all, about the, the entire space. I think, you know, in the past year, we've seen things like skyrocket uh, in terms of like attention and, you know, the ability to 
to just pull audiences into that uh, to that concept. They don't even you know necessarily have to do anything with blockchain or you know any prior knowledge. Um, so I, I know there are a couple of big projects out there uh, that are uh, uh, you know waiting to debut. Uh, one of them you might have heard about uh, Blancos, uh, but you know that that's a cool like AAA uh, uh, type of game that's being uh, in the cooks. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, so the, excited to see how, how this turns out. Uh, and then, uh, to be honest, uh, I, you know, just the excitement from this space, and you know, not necessarily a, a specific uh, type of uh, of one NFT. Uh, the, you know, that caused us to kind of like take the route and and you know, get that aha moment that says, wait a minute. Upland can become an epicenter of NFT trade, and it doesn't matter if it's like a, you know, a Topps card or a blockchain hero or a crypto kitty or uh, you know, decentralized land, what have you. All of that thing could, could be brought into Upland and then traded with it uh, in, in like at the ease of uh, clicks of buttons, and kind of like also having uh, uh, for those uh, traders the exposure to potentially a mass audience. And this is, this, this is what really excites us. So I know it's not fair to say it, but what excites me is what Upland can bring to the whole industry of NFTs. Um, so that's, that, that, I'm sticking to that answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now I think this is already said in AMA and I could be wrong, but is it true that the plan is to have buildings with external NFTs in them by the end of the year? Is that a fair statement? Okay. So I, I, I've seen uh, a couple of mentions of, of different <laughs> uh, uh, theories on Discord. Uh, so what we've said uh, uh, in the AMA, and this still holds true, we have a couple of goals that we want to meet by the end of the year. Uh, one of those is uh, kind of like having uh, the first property development happen uh, in Upland uh, with re- residential structure. Now, those residential structures would be able uh, eventually to bring in. So uh, if you own uh, a home or if you rent out the home that you live in, in Upland, uh, you'll be able to pull in uh, eventually NFTs and display them in your home. Uh, that uh, specific gateway may not uh, be uh, launched this year. Again, this, these are, uh, you know, we, we, can, <laughs> we can go into the technicalities, but you guys need to understand everything we do has a lot of complications and, you know, probably a tenfold more so just because, you, you know, you involve the blockchain element. Uh, and these things take time. But uh, our target is for sure to get property development in Upland in 2020. Uh, and then uh, obviously start working on that NFT gateway to be able to start porting uh, NFTs in, although we can't commit yet to when that will debut. Okay, that's fair. That will make a lot of people happy knowing that property development comes. Jim Juice posts like every day. I hope property <laughs> developments tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. guys, tr- trust me, we are working. We are burning the midnight lamp uh, just trying to crank things out. Uh, and, and so far it's been working. I mean, guys, think about it for a second. Look, up, look at where Auckland was a year ago. Like if you go to September of 2019, right? Uh, there weren't there weren't even collections, right? If you go a month earlier in August, you only thing you could do is go into Upland and buy property for fiat. That was it. And then in August, we we debuted Apex and the ability to trade properties between players. And then October collections. And then 
look what we've accomplished in a year and then try to imagine what we can accomplish a year from now. So, so that's, that's a great places. perspective. That's a, that's a yeah. great perspective. I'm bummed that we didn't have an Upex birthday party in Upland. <laughs> Upex birthday party. Yeah. Birth Man, of Upex. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So first Apex, first Apex minted, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I want to know who bought the first Apex. We got to find out who was the first player to buy Apex. Oh, it's not saying, but, uh, you know, it, it may have been, so, you know, we've, we've, we had to test mint the first property, which we oh, yeah. uh, gifted away. So that may have been our test account. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Gotcha. Yeah, always a gift. So, you did touch on some of the things in Discord that's out there. Uh, another big one, uh, all the new players that come in, um, we get a lot of the guys that come from the crypto realm that always want to know about the UPX, the UPX being tradable, and how they get their money out. So we all have a good understanding that for U.S. regulations and everything that UPX is the in-game currency, it won't be traded. There's a lot of speculation still under the fiat out aspect of it. Uh, now people are wondering, is it just transactions in U.S. dollar currency or would they be able to sell their properties for crypto itself on the fiat out aspect? Right. Um, so when we launch uh, fiat out, and that is pretty soon, uh, so I would say this year, so 2020, uh, and, and by the way, keep in mind, we're going to launch this grad- gradually, right? So this is a completely new technology, new concept, both for us and for Tilia, who is a subsidiary of Second Life, of Linden Labs, operators of Second Life. We are the first partner to do that with them. Uh, we're going to ease into that into that process, but it's going to start in, in 2020. Uh, and at that point in time when we start, uh, uh, players will be able uh, to uh, put their property up for sale for U.S. dollars, so they can they can kind of like name the price either in Apex or in U.S. dollars, uh, and then uh, basically that that's the that's the the methodology for players uh, to uh, to kind of like pull uh, value back into the back world uh, from Upland. So the process is uh, when you when you put your uh, property up for sale for the first time. Uh, you're going to kind of like behind the scenes, uh, there will be a, a, a TV account created for you. Uh, it's a very easy process, although you need to, you do need to pass a, KY, a small KYC process, which for most people will be uh, very quick and easy. Uh, and then uh, once somebody uh, buys uh, that property from you, you will have your uh, US dollars proceeds available for you, kind of like uh, in, you will see it in Upland in your profile page. Uh, and then you'll be able to withdraw them uh, to your account, to your personal account. So you hear that, everybody? It's coming this year. We're in September, not many months left in the year. And if you think, you know, even going back to January when I joined, it just, just I mean, treasure hunting was something new. And we were on a bunch of different versions of treasure hunting. It, the, the amount of changes that the team makes and how quickly you guys do interject new things into the game, take insights from the community and make those adjustments. It's amazing to me. Yeah. We just throw wheel and lad and then let them take all the heat. And then we, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 
No, I mean, there wasn't, even the beginning of 2020, there wasn't um, variable visit fees. It was a flat uh, 40. There wasn't, hell, you only got three cents a day. Like, you you couldn't even, there was no paper airplanes. Um, like, yeah. How about treasure, uh, leaderboards treasure. and, uh, you know, challenges, oh. live events. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, my we, gosh. We, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy the amount of new content that's come in. Yeah, air travel, uh, new locations, new cities. So yeah, it's things. Things are progressing, and you know we do have the master plan, and and kind of like that master plan is out there. Uh, we may tweak it from as you can see. So you know, if if we go back, for example, to the 2020 road, right? We had a very clear vision. Most of it is 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 still there, uh, but you can see that you can also now see why uh, we didn't kind of like uh, put every item in in kind of like a time frame, but we color coded it with priorities. And you can see as, as kind of like we steer the ship, priorities may change. So, for example, if we had squads at the beginning of the year, you know, in a fairly high priority, <laughs> and, then la- and then land development at a fairly low priority, yeah. again, we sense where, uh, where the ship is going, where the majority of the community and our players uh, want, uh, you know, value cast in. And we change those priorities. It doesn't mean that squads are not coming. Squads are still, you know, they, they are fully spec, they are waiting to be implemented. Uh, but as you can see, land development businesses, they, those got like really uh, bumped up in, in terms of priorities. And I think everybody can appreciate that because this is really what's going to like potentially uh, dramatically increase the value proposition for, with Upland for, for new players and yeah, I think that was a smart move. It's funny. I had, on, speaking of the fan server, there was a <laughs> squads like coming soon chat. And uh, that's been, that's been retired because, yeah. This, so again, it, it hasn't, the, the idea is, has definitely not been retired. Uh, uh, actually, the idea, first of all, it's all uh, spec'd out. And by the way, the, the design there is phenomenal. So we can't wait to kind of like bring that into market. But again, we, we have, Again, uh, Upland is a young company. We're only, you know, two years in. Uh, we have a, a 25 or so uh, large team, so it's pre- it's a pretty small team. Uh, and we, you know, we, we we work our asses off, so we'll get there. we'll get to everything. That's that's our promise. Yeah, no, the agile approach is good though, because I think you rightfully read the room that squads was not as high of a priority as other things like property development. Yeah. Now you did talk about the air travel that was introduced. It, it's it, there's still a lot of speculation now on the air travel. A lot of people felt that the airport parcels would be worth more money, and it would be a great investment investment in the game to grab these airport parcels and now right now with the travel from san francisco a lot of people are wondering if putting up that much money to get a airport parcel was worth it so do you have some encouraging words for our airport pe- our airport parcel owners out there i do uh and uh and again we, we've tried to communicate that uh as, as best as we could so when we uh, again keep in mind guys also whenever we uh we price elements in the game you know it's not an it's not an easy task right you, you have to get it right uh i i know that uh, again when i look at some other games for example uh, a lot of them are focused about selling and pre-selling and then pre-selling again, and then pre-selling again. And, and that could, you know, it's really easy to fall to that trap, but then that may be unhealthy to your economy later on in the game as, as it evolves. So we, we try to, uh, to uh, have uh, models behind the way we price things. And the way we priced airport parcels for initial minting was based on 
the future of Upland that doesn't have, uh, you know, uh, 3,000 daily active users right now, but when it has, uh, you know, 50, 100, uh, 100,000 daily active users or more. And at that time, there's going to be uh, a lot of activity, activity going through these airport parcels. Uh, and that is the driver of, of, of true value. Uh, and then uh, to add on top of that, once airlines become uh, businesses, then airlines will need to operate from within terminals. So that means they will need to, uh, in some way, and we're going to let the market determine that, they will need to come to an arrangement with terminal owners from where they, where they can operate from. Uh, so that is another uh, avenue of income that's going to be generated. Uh, and, and again, this is nothing that we haven't communicated before, uh, but these were, uh, this is everything that was behind our models uh, where, uh, that, that we put in place. And then obviously for the initial prices, we discounted those, uh, those numbers uh, just to price the fact that we are selling these in advance. Um, so this is where the uh, things lay. I think airports, again, are going to be a very exciting hotspot of travelers uh, in the future of Upland. And, and just think about it. So anybody going to San Francisco or from San Francisco will have to pass through those. Uh, and once, uh, you know, you, you're going to have businesses running there. Uh, um, it, I, I can't imagine it doesn't become a hub of activity. Great. Now you just sold me on having to buy a parcel when the next New York parcels open up in the JFK. Great. Thanks. But you don't the, own JFK yet? You don't own JFK? No, because I was saving for financial district, and I bought everything but financial district stuff. And <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you? You still got your your business uh, creation fund? No, no, no. You don't either. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm down to like a hundred upex today, like legitimately. So, so we'll we'll switch the questions up here. Go a l- little more easier. So in oh yeah, I got one. I got one. Okay, I got one. So if you could have a custom Explorer, obviously, what would your custom Explorer be? Uh, It would definitely be some kind of a guitar. Okay. okay. All right. Easy, easy, easy answer. That was too easy. Yeah. All right. You can pick it up a notch. You can see if you got a harder one. (laughs) All right. That was it. That's all I got. (laughs) What are some exciting milestones that you look for Uplanders to achieve that that you guys are sitting there watching there and Upland headquarters? What are the milestones you're excited for as we continue to cross these different thresholds with properties minted, net worth, areas, all that? Wow. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see um, how local activity kind of like uh, uh, pans out. Uh, so once we have property development out there, right, which are the neighborhoods that are going to you know, be driven, uh, you know, uh, they're going to just start popping up and, and kind of like creating masses of activity around there. Once business, I'm excited to see the first businesses that Uplanders run. And, and keep in mind, businesses are going to come with responsibility. It's not just like you, you, you know, you apply a business and you can you just get like a steady income and life is good. No, you're going to need to operate a business like you do in real life, right? So some people may have very profitable businesses. Some people may have businesses that suck. Who knows? Uh, but th- that's going to be very exciting to see how people, you know, operate those, manage those. Uh, and, and just I, I want to see uh, the city burst with life. Uh, like in the in the metaverse, that that's going to be you know uh, an, an exciting moment in time. It's not going to be a moment; it's going to happen gradually. 
but we're going to be watching it and we're going to be, you know, probably with the uh, tears in our eyes. <laughs> Alamo Square. <laughs> yeah, you have to work for it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah there's going to be some competition. I think Dog Patch, dog patch yep. is Dog Patch is going to be insane. Um, I think it's going to be a competition between probably Dog Patch and Alamo for some of those coveted um, community awards, like the neighborhood. Um, yeah, community and, and I think eventually local communities are, con- are going to uh, take such a kind of like a color of their own that you know probably you know, looking two years from now, right? San Francisco probably look completely different than New York, for example, in terms of what's going on, what kind of businesses are out there, what kind of shops people are running, uh, what kind of like uh, community engagement is going on there, like how nice or friendly is the community. So <laughs> I, I think it's going to, again, it's, it's going to just evolve like in a way that's going to be just fun to watch. Yeah. No, I'm actually surprised. Um, I had this whole thing in my head about like a second city of like traveling back and forth, like every, you know, a couple times a day. And I, I personally like the way that the travel is, is fairly expensive and it's time. It takes time. Like it, yeah. you have to, I like that. It's a conscious decision to be like, okay, I'm going to New York. I'm going to be like where you're going to be. Exactly. And, and, and that's, ex- that's precisely the reason uh, for this. So we wanted to be, to be a real choice. Like you, you, you have to think like more than a nanosecond before you decide if you want to go to New York. I mean, if you, if you were just able to like send your explore at the speed of light, right. What's mm-hmm. the, it, it takes away from the potential of these places to adopt their local uh, kind of like look and feel and, 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 and stuff like that. So people have to think twice before they do that, that move between cities. And, and that is the, the full intention. Yeah. And I mean, it opens up this whole like, you know, I have now I have like my New York brokers of like, you know, if I need a property, I call somebody. I'm like, hey, can you pick me up a property in New York? And I mean, I imagine once you're global, you know, you're going to have people that are like, hey, I'll buy, you know, save yourself the trip and the time. I'll, you know, go pick up properties for you. I mean, huge potential. Yeah, and and, and same cool. for businesses. So businesses will uh, require sure. your personal attendance. And then if you're out of city, but you still, you know, somebody just uh, put up, uh, you know, a crazy item in a New York gallery, right? You may want to send your friend that lives in New York to grab it for you and then maybe make the exchange. So, so yeah, we, we, we hope this becomes like a hyper-localized type of, uh, you know, community style game. Yeah, it's definitely getting there. Like that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So So I got a question. Do you guys have, so like, I mean, I work in it, so we have like a knock, right? Like a, you know, if you ever say that, do you guys have like a command center where there's like, you know, you you have like a picture of San Francisco on one and New York on the other and like a ticker. I really, what I want to know and what I would love to see somewhere is like a sales ticker of like recently, you know, bought properties, um, do you guys have like that? Oh yeah, of course. Wait, you have that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, oh what? yeah, of course, sure. No, it's, 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 uh, it's not so. You're killing me. Okay, You're killing keep me. In, keep in mind, we are uh, we are in COVID times, right? And 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 you know, COVID like completely you know changed 2020 for like this is like insane, yeah. right? Like the movie, the, I don't know which what kind of movie we're in, but uh, so uh, you know, everybody's working from home. Uh, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, there's no like giant screen that, uh, you know, everybody's looking at. Uh, but, but yeah, listen, we are always on top of the numbers. Uh, um, you know, not for, I mean, yeah, sure, it's exciting and it's fun to watch. But more importantly, we need to kind of like watch the economy. 
We need to understand what are the things we can do and what are the things we can't do in order to help progress the game, but also keep everything, everything stable. And again, and growing because we are kind of like in a, in a growth phase at this point in, in, Athens, uh, in Athens' lifetime. Uh, so, so our monitoring has more to do about, uh, you know, you know keep, keeping, keeping a tap on things and making sure that everything is progressing and stable. Gotcha. But, but, but yeah, sure, we have counters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like, I've, I've have it out for like a couple of our, our savvy people. Like I would pay a significant amount of UPEX to have somebody be able to make like a, a discord bot where it like updated in. Cause we have the, the neighborhood channels of like sales in the neighborhood or even just a sales channel in general. That's just like, Hey, these are the most recent sales. I think that'd just be so cool to just yeah, kind of see that, that activity live. We were actually just talking about, you know, in our kind of like daily stand-ups uh, that, that we need to start driving uh, more information to the community about, you know, recent sales and, you know, statistics and stuff like that. Because, again, as you know, we do have uh, uh, dashboards and statistics uh, in, the, in that 2020 roadmap. And, again, it's, it's waiting in there to be implemented. But while it, uh, until it gets to kind of like to make it to debut, uh, I think we'll, be, we'll start to drive some more information uh, around market activity to, to the community. Yeah, that'd be good. So with you guys not being able to sit in a headquarter place and everybody's working from home, what is in a day in a life in Edon's world? A lot of Zoom sessions. A lot. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but but again, so I, basically in Upland, we, we are, so we're, 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 you know, a fairly small team. Uh, so we have uh, basically uh, dev, uh, dev guys, shout out to Pavel and the guys in, in the Ukraine, and also um, um, QA, and then we have the design team led by uh, led by Jason, and then we have the community team led by uh, 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 Elad, and uh, and then we also have the Wheel as a new addition, and uh, you you guys met uh, John previously. He's the one again one of the best additions. Uh, yeah, in, uh, he's a product manager uh, in the product team. Um, and then we have, uh, and that's pretty much it. We have uh, kind of like us co-founders. We sit in Silicon Valley, uh, and um, and also we have uh, uh, our growth uh, function. So people that manage uh, uh, the way we uh, get new players into into the system, and that pretty much covers the, the entire company. And uh, again, all, all of the teams have to communicate with each other constantly. Uh, in order to move fast, uh, and, and everything uh, you know affects every other function in the company. So there's a lot of collaboration, a lot of brainstorming, and then a lot of hard work. So once the COVID issues are all over, and you guys can meet back at a at a common spot, most of the teams at a common spot, you guys should really have a contest with the grand prize being to hang out in Upland headquarters for the day with the team and just be <laughs> part of the activities. Yeah, well, in the meantime, we can maybe invite somebody to, to a Zoom session. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. Come uh, to a stand-up. Yeah, I, I think you guys should come up with a concept for a competition, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll see. Oh, we can definitely put our heads together and come up with a great mm. contest. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of contests, so this is is – is the idea, and I know like pinata shops and things like that are, are you know coming with the businesses, but 
are are there things anything in 2020 to help empower the community who are trying to run contests because that's you know that's definitely been a an ongoing frustration for some of the people that are trying to you know help you know keep excitement around uh you know upland yeah um I would say that these aspects again we 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 want to get there and they have uh they come with their own problematic aspects uh, uh, so we'll definitely get there it will just take us time okay that's fair <laughs> I'm sorry if it doesn't kind of like nah, no I mean I'm not gonna <laughs> I, again as a as a developer myself I'm not gonna press you on it like you, if it either is or you go yeah I mean it's just gonna take us time okay I mean there's ways I mean we we have ways of getting, you know, kind of helping out and whatever. We're willing to pay the 10%, you know, fees here and there to make some things happen. Hold tight. We'll, 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 we'll get there and we'll eventually we'll also solve that. <laughs> okay. Nah, and that's, that's gotta be a great thing it is just all the community input that we have. And the community's probably come up with stuff that you guys never even contemplated this early in the game. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, all the competitions and all the activity that's going on, uh, we, we we love it. Uh, you know, we we, we encourage it. Uh, you know, there, there's something also that you guys can do that we can do, uh, and and we, you know, we you have our full support uh, as long as it you know doesn't interfere with our daily operations. So you know, we, we've had some uh, issues with uh, some uh, you know, server load stuff like that. We I think we managed to come to a good. Uh, to a good uh, status quo where we, we try to enable as much as we can uh, for the community. And, and we're happy with everything that we're seeing so far. Awesome. <laughs> All right, too stupid, anything else? Do we lose them? No, I'm right here. Sorry. I'm oh. still here, guys. Can you hear me? <laughs> no, no, you're, yeah, I was talking too stupid. <laughs> oh, I <okay. laughs> I got to unmute my channel. Uh, I had a dog coming in, and I had to get rid of him. It, it's never oh. easy. Instead of Speaking remodeling of that, my bathrooms. Are, we, <laughs> it, are, are Uplanders ever going to get pets? Yes. Sweet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Notice I said ever, no timeline, no no pressure, just as long as and it's somewhere in there. Notice I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of remodeling bathrooms, I should have just made a nice little recording studio to do this out of. There you go. Silly Next choices. Time. Next time. Uh, um, let's see. You got anything else for Edan? Uh, n- no. No, I think I, I'm very happy with uh, with everything, and uh, yeah, just looking forward to that property development. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Although I'm, I feel like I'm probably going to have a little bit of of sticker shock. Um, I well, mean, the, I, I have to say again, we we we've spent a lot of time thinking that out, and and again, we 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 don't want to create a situation where it's like your, you know ordinary SimCity slash Farmville type of thing where you, know, okay, you you pay X amount of Apex and it takes a Y amount of time to build it. So it's going to be a lot smarter. 
And I think it's uh, it's a great model that we're going to introduce very soon. Uh, and it also beautifully ties into the entire concept of Upland. So I'm, I, I can wait to kind of like, uh, uh, you know, be, be able to share that, the, the fine details and, and you know, uh, see the community's feedback. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a very interesting one. Gotcha. Yeah. So, well, that, I mean, you've definitely put some high expectations on that, I guess, because <laughs> now, now I'm very intrigued. Are there going to be, uh, can you say, say like, are there going to be like external resources? Like, is okay. I'll, I'll make it more generic. So I won't put you on the spot on that specifically. Um, is there ever going to be other resources besides UpX that are necessary? So like, I mean, I could imagine it'd be super cool if we had a lumber mill or something, you, you need other resources to, you know, kind of build uh, a structure or something. Is there any concept of additional resources outside of UpEx coming into play at any point? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I won't press. <laughs> we, we got a yes. I, I'm not going to. I'm I not going to press. It was a straightforward answer. <laughs> yeah. I was getting down to down to one question, but then of course more questions spurred j- jumped into my head. Now, right now, we're still in open beta. We're, we're still in San Francisco. New York's just opening. We have Thank Me Later and Hodler that have a 1,000 properties. We have some people creeping up in the 900s and the 800s. Now, two, three, four years from now, do you see the average player holding a couple hundred properties, or is it going to be more of you're running properties or you're working at businesses? I, where do you see the community in a year, and, and where do you see property holdings yeah i think it will ha- so i think as upland evolve there are going to be like these archetypes of players right and it's going to highly depend on what the player is, is getting out of in terms of uh, value from upland so if it's purely kind of like entertainment and engagement you know they may not be kind of like a real estate model right they may just you know uh, hang out uh, you know have fun communicate uh, you know maybe you know touch up their apartment or their house uh, you know, and, and participate in activities, etc. And then there may be these types of players that you know they they are interested in flipping uh, you know properties and making uh, and earning that way. So they may you know have this type of a, a real estate empire that they manage. Uh, and, and so, so I think it, it's going to be highly specialized. It's going to be highly depend on the type of of, of the player. Uh, and 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 again, similar to the real world, it also it's it's also highly dependent on on the location. So. San Francisco will probably by then be, you know, obviously sold out. Uh, but then if other places in the world open up, uh, you know, th- there could be also much more affordable places. Uh, and by the way, this is also uh, maybe another opportunity to inject some kind of like um, a preview to. So we've communicated before about the FSA program. And, and very soon it's going to kick into play. Uh, with a model that will allow us, which we think will, you know, be, be, would be very helpful to to kind of like uh, onboard players in a much smoother way, and also offer something for players who uh, who don't necessarily uh, need to monetize immediately as they play the game. So they can ease into like a cheaper place uh, in Upland, and as they graduate and as they become like uh, veteran players, they can move up their way to San Francisco or, or other, uh, you know, valuable cities. So, so I think again, similar to the real world, there's going to be a high volatility in terms of like what places are expensive, and and they're also probably epicenters of activity and businesses and you know, uh, uh, booming real estate, and what places are more kind of like chill down, uh, lower value, 
um, you know, that have, you know, um, different type of opportunity for people to own uh, property, but in, you know, less desirable locations. Uh, and that FSA, that's, that's very exciting. And I, I know you guys are working towards the onboarding of new players to help retain them. So, and, and that's what a lot of us do forget is we are still in open beta in Upland, but it, it's very exciting what you and the team do. And what what's your vision from one year? So we are in August of 20 or September of 2021. Where do you think we'll be in Upland? One year from now. So uh, definitely we're going to have multiple businesses operating. Uh, we're going to have uh, people uh, bringing NFTs from all over uh, and, you know, setting up galleries and trading them. We're going to have people come to Upland in order to acquire uh, NFTs and, and in that way get exposed to Upland and, and start playing the game. Uh, we uh, Regarding new locations, you know, we, we need to see if that, if that happens. Uh, it, it will depend on again how the how the uh, economy evolves. Uh, I would love to be able to see the foundations of uh, kind of like starting to expose Upland to third-party developers as well. Uh, and again, this is you know this may be a private wish list, uh, and it you know it depends on a lot of, of aspects. Uh, but it, this is where the ship is going. So, oh, that's good. That's what we were looking for. Your private <clears throat> wish list uh, of where you see it because. It, we're all excited for it, and, uh, and and it's a great community. And this is the a, a lot of people say what keeps it going is the community and and the Discord channel and and the anticipation of what are you guys going to roll out next? And have you guys solidified prices for business license yet? Because that's always a hot topic: is how much are businesses going to cost? What what's it going to cost to get a license? Yeah, so I, I I would prefer not to comment on that. Again, we have our models. Uh, we haven't. Uh, so we have. Let's say we have release candidates, uh, but until we are absolutely confident in them, uh, we will probably not communicate the details. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. Oh no! Don't be sorry about it. That's absolutely fair. No doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> I recruited for the Navy before, and uh, I heard no a lot, so that's okay. If you don't ask, then you never know. And if you say no, yeah, it's okay. But uh, we do appreciate your time. Uh, we do appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was very exciting to have you here. Uh, do you have anything for us? Um, no, maybe maybe one thing. I think you. Uh, I may have not had the chance to answer what is Upland. That is correct. I was. Should we skip? You skip. I was. Huge intro, and you didn't even let him tell everybody what Upland was. That's. I was so excited to have him on the podcast because you know everybody always has Dirk. We always see Dirk talking, so we got Edon here, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, we got him. I'm so excited to just get into it and talk about Upland. I gave the whole intro, and he never answered. What is Upland? So Upland is a digital metaverse that's uh, kind of like overlaid on top of the real world. Uh, Upland's inhabitants uh, play various games and competitions, uh, and they earn by trading the digital properties or assets or you know, even running their own businesses, and they connect with their local communities uh, of Uplanders. Um, the Upland metaverse is built with blockchain technology, and this powers a real-world economy where participants are able to extract monetary value back into the real world. Awesome. See, better than you. 
I mean, it was free. I like the term metaverse. Like, I'm starting to really incorporate that. Like, I love the metaverse. It really resonates with me. Yeah, and again, this is uh, following our kind of like, um, you know, it's an evolution, but it's an evolution that was always, that was planned from day one. So at the beginning, it was just about, you know, trading property. But the metaverse was always a vision of what it's going to turn into. And you can slowly see it happening. And this is some exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Th- thanks for holding us accountable and uh, keeping us honest. There. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> I just got so excited. But Idan, thank you for joining us. Oh, one last question. And th- then we're really going to let you go. <laughs> so what do you like to play on your guitar? Oh man, uh, I I am a junkie of uh, you know '90s grunge and alternative music, uh, and maybe you know that, that's a great opportunity maybe to put uh, "Thank Me Later" on the spot. Uh, so uh, maybe a, a cool trivia. So a trivia item: I previously played with my band uh, in uh, two venues in San Francisco, which are in Upland iconic properties. Oh wow. Do you can you guess what they are? Let's see if you oh. really know. Iconic. Oh man, you're gonna put me. Truth be told, I don't even have a, a full iconic set anymore. Uh... Oh, that's uh, man. Dang. But the, uh, I don't. But that is such a super cool trivia. Okay, I, I so, bet you. So don't tell us. Don't tell us on the podcast. So. I will run let's run a contest of some kind. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll open it up. What are the two iconic locations in San Francisco that Ian played at with his band? What's the name of your band? Yeah, you can Google it, come on. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Even more. All right. So that's gonna be that's gonna be uh and we'll do something. Um, we'll check on the, the fan server. We'll put it on, on all the servers uh, after this goes live, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out a cool uh, cool prize. Oh, dang. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Da- I well, think it's going to be too easy, though. Plus, I kind of want to find out what they are and see if they're for sale because I'm going to buy them. I, I was going to say, how, how does this inflate the value of those iconic yeah, properties? And we said we'll never interfere with the market. Come on, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, they're already all sold. So, I mean, I think there's you know, one out there not out sold. History. I mean, technically, technically, you're not giving us information that already didn't potentially exist. <laughs> so, like, the, the, you didn't change the statistics, or you're not going to play it. No, I, I, I'm kidding. That's fine. No worries. <laughs> oh, dang! That's super cool. And and have, maybe you, you may need to compete with uh, Nigerian for these properties. He, he keeps wanting to get my guitar. Oh. <laughs> I think oh, you need to. Once he finds out about this, he's going to go nuts. Now I want to buy them and then mark them up and sell them to him. <laughs> I think the Upland fan art needs to create a, a, a card for this. Um, yeah, might we'll give make, a we'll up prize. We'll, we'll figure this that out, super. release it on the fan server. This is super cool. Oh, that's such a cool trivia. And I honestly don't have any idea because all the iconic, like I'm thinking like uh, like my favorites are like the Fortune Cookie Factory or uh, um, the new Ghirardelli Square, which I missed out on, which obviously, unless you were playing there, which would be super weird. 
<laughs> I, I don't think you played at the Manson house. Uh, that would be weird. <laughs> nice. Dang it. There's a quite a few number of iconics. I don't know them all. Yeah. I need to get right. Wow. <laughs> all right. Th- thanks for uh, dropping that one on us. That That's a great mic drop right there. He's just yeah, like mic drop. Go out on a high note on that one. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right, thank you. We look forward to hopefully having you on again here in the future. Be happy to. All right, have a good one, Edan. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Wow. That was a great interview. My my mind's reeling (laughs) on the iconics. I feel like I feel so – he put me on the spot, and it just got me. Yeah. I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I I was so excited to have him on. I like even blew through <laughs> the agenda that I even gave for the night. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, come on. When you have you know the co-founder of the game we're obsessed with, like it, the script goes out the window. It's just like holy cow! Like, and, and he's one that you don't see much out there too. So you got the silent one. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah legend, absolute legend. Yeah. So now what our show is, it is about is the upland property experts and, uh, the numbers. So we got some good numbers. I'm excited about the numbers this week. Yeah. Really quick on dapradar.com, 24 hours upland 2.08 K for third place. Splinterland crypto dynasty are ahead of us in games for the seven day aspect of it. Upland is still sitting number two at 6,550. And Splinterlands is still number one at 8K. Uh, we are up six. Well, Upland is up 6% there. And on the 30-day, Upland is sitting number two at 9.9K. And Galaxy Blocks, it, or wait, oh, wow, sorry. I can't read. 30-day, Upland's number five at 8,000. Uh, Galaxy Blocks is number one at 10K. Splinterland at 9.9K, Math Wars at 8.9, and Color Craze. No idea what three of those four games are. All right. Uh, and three of them, Galaxy Block, Math War, and Color Craze are all on Thundercore. Yeah. What the hell is Thundercore? No idea. Uh, we'll ask our uh, crypto friends, and they should be able to help us out later. Uh, and then from our podcast episode, I have been slacking at promoting, so our numbers are down. It's kind of uh, difficult going back to work and a newborn and school starting, so real-life stuff. But the exciting thing is is Norway, Sweden, and Argentina snuck into the rankings. Hmm. I don't know, sneaking. Well, I'm always curious, like, how do people, you know, find it? I guess, you know, through the servers or the Discord? Like, is there word of mouth? Yeah, I mean, I promote it on Twitter on the... Twitter, yeah. I promote it on Twitter, on the general, and then on the fan server. Um, and then we do get a bunch of retweets, and then I use my my personal Twitter to retweet also. And my personal Twitter's a mix between Upland Crypto and Fantasy Football, so it's it's interesting there. 
And uh, Brisbane's our number one city, so Australia's rocking it out for us. And Dusseldorf is number two, and Chicago's number three. Cool. Santa Cruz is sitting at number seven there, our Costa Rica friends. Uh, but Costa Rica's Costa sitting number five. Rica. Yeah, we got it. We got a lot of a lot of that CR representation. We do. And I was so sad that I missed out on the Dakota, but Heather and uh, Kent worked really well to acquire the, I mean, Brett, sorry, Brett. You see, I'm just as bad as you, confusing everybody. Could you get it together? Uh, not tonight. We just had Edan on, so. Um, I know, right? Yeah. Still a little starstruck. Still a little starstruck. Um, speaking of starstruck and love, we do have the San Francisco Love Tour going on Saturday, uh, 5 p.m. Ooh. Pacific time. Uh, I'm kind of liking uh-huh. these things. I mean, I like it. I like that it's more casual. I'll be honest, like the first one, like it was still kind of, everyone, I feel like still thought it was a competition. So it was still like hectic and like everyone's like rushing to complete it. Uh, and like the chat was real like confused and like all over the place. Um, but it was super cool. Uh, I like the idea. Honestly, the custom explorers, like the, the unique explorers, to me is such a better thing than, you know, just additional upbacks. Like, I think that's such a cool way to celebrate um, players that are active right now. And so, you know, everyone's still in beta. You're an early adopter you're going to have access to these custom explorers that no one else is going to have. Um, I personally think that I hope that they let us sell them in the future. I won't be selling any of mine, but I would imagine that for some people that could be very profitable because I would I'll, imagine I'll be buying any, other people's explorers if they get to sell them. Right. I, I would imagine that for like some of the, the ones like, the rings and some of these other ones. Like, I don't even know who the heck got all those planes. Those, there was a, a bunch of the first flight ones. Did they yeah. take them off the site? Like, did they take them down? They were up for, they were, so- they were up for 24 hours. And if you didn't buy them, you didn't buy them. I don't think the top ring was bought. Oh, interesting. Wow. So those are probably super limited. I didn't buy any of those. I, I didn't have, I wasn't liquid at the moment. So, um, yeah, me either. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should get that top ring because I want those financial <laughs> properties, but bathrooms. Got to fix the bathrooms. Uh, I mean, you are a vomiting pile of fecal debris. Bathrooms <laughs> are probably important to you. Yeah, eh, I guess. <laughs> so, okay. I guess right. I guess I got to I got to break this down really quick because we've been doing this podcast for mm, about 3 months now and I've been playing really? the game since January. We started in June so we did June, July, August. We're into September, so Holy cow. Yeah, we've been rocking it pretty good. And I, I do get the question a lot about my block explorer. So the origins of it is I've been in a fantasy football league for about eight years, and on paper, I always had the one of the top teams, but I was struck by injuries or playing against a team that scored the best score of the week, so I was always finishing at the bottom of this league, and I'm like, these guys just think I'm free money. They love me in this league because I always finish towards the bottom, and I just make my donation each year. So last year, I was like, I changed my name from Midgets on Roids to Too Stupid to Win, 
and I was like, I need something. And I and I went and I started searching on uh, images, and I was just like, I'm just sick of this. So then I was like, poo emoji throwing up. Um, and then I'm like, poo emoji throwing up with flames, and I actually found it, and then I adopted that for my fantasy football league, and. Then I started changing my name for, uh, to Too Stupid to Win, and then I just kept using that because I ended up finishing third in the league. Uh, not the best, but I made the playoffs. I got my money back, so I was happy. And I'm keeping the name, and I'm keeping the uh, the image for this year. We'll see how we do. So that is the origins of the vomiting poo emoji that has flames coming out of it. Wow. There's just a lot going on. I feel like it's, you know, it's very visceral. I mean, and it's alive. So, like, you just, <laughs> like, you just kind of feel bad. You're just like, this this poor poo is on fire and throwing up. Like, he's having a bad day. It's been bad seasons. Years and years of bad seasons. And then it was appropriate for San Francisco and the real world issues but (laughs) (laughs) no comments no comments but but moving on we're we're still on our numbers um this week we did get our numbers from a different source mg is always good to us but uh this week dailyuplander.com mixplex knox and uh, noise to meet they provided us our uh top numbers for the week and i i know you love going over these yeah well and first of all massive massive shout out to those three like and dailyuplander.com i'm a huge user i'm going to be using it to update all of my numbers it's an unbelievable site they have taken feedback from the community they are players they're in it and you know what i'll be honest it would be very easy for players like them to leverage the APIs and keep the information themselves and have all the insights and be able to do the queries for the best deals in the game. But they didn't, they built a website and they let everybody in the community use it. And it is so awesome. And I use it before I make any deals or give any suggestions anymore. Um, It is fantastic and it's getting better every time I use it. So dailyuplander.com. Huge shout out to Nice to Meet You, Mixflix, and Knox. A plus job, guys. Keep Excellent going. job, guys. Keep doing it. So, our favorite favorite one is our net worth. I mean, I don't know that it's my favorite one. I'll be honest. Like, it's yeah, cool. properties. Uh, you like properties? <laughs> I mean, my mine is property. I mean, net worth is cool, but I mean, it's it's literally like you know, for the most part, who's dropping money, uh, which is cool. I think it's interesting. So we have one player in the 50s, one player in the 40s, one player in the 30s, one player in the 20s, um, uh, millions, that is, uh, which I think is interesting. So our top four, Dizzy at 50 plus, which I owe him a, a commemorative card, uh, Noyce Demetia at 46. I finally broke 30, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and Kent is at 26. And then, hey, honorable mentions, uh, you squeezed in at fifth uh, at 18. So I do think it's interesting. Like, I mean, there's, it's not 10 million. It's like 14 or 16 between me and number uh, second place. But there's a one in the 50, 140, 130, 120, uh, which is kind of cool. I'm getting closer to that 20, 20 million mark. Buck Wilder. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you'll you'll probably be you know twenty, and then uh, Kent will be thirty before you know it. It's just a matter of him getting the next big thing. Yeah, and uh, scrolling. Where are you going? going? I I mean, we already have a hundred players that have a net worth of almost two million upex. That's sure. That's pretty cool. Oh, hey, Choina, Choina's down there. He's the he broke two million. Number ninety-eight. Number ninety-eight. He's the lowest to two million. <laughs> Green turtles at uh, two point one million. Nice. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. All right, so All right. let's talk. I mean, a, another big one um, is properties. Honestly, I mean, Hodler uh, broke a thousand. Um, he he won the hundred thousand upex, um, so he has been paid out on that. Congrats, Hodler. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I literally was like shocked when you showed us and Sunstar. Sunstar in- just just came out of nowhere. He, what? Sunstar was about seven, right around 700, 800. Crushing it at 900, over 900, 934 properties. So he's on track to be the next thousand uh, property owner. And I guess Kent got sick of you talking about him being down in the low 700s because he got up uh, <laughs> got up over 800 again. Yeah, so so Kent said over 800. Brett just don't care. He's he's still in sellout mode. He's he's like in 760s now. Like, what up? Um, yeah, Dragon, who I thought... I, Dragon honestly, Goat was like in like, third for a while or... No. Yeah. No, Dragon Goat sold a bunch of stuff off to consolidate. Yeah. So Dragon Goat just made it come up again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Obviously, Buck Wilder is new, and we talked about him. I mean, he's at 680. I mean, out of nowhere. That's that's crazy. I mean, I think the, the sellout of San Francisco has prompted a lot of people. I'd be curious. I wonder if they can pull, like, uh, New York numbers, like, Who's dominating New York? Because it's not me. Like I have like maybe seven properties in New York. Like, they can. They they asked me tonight if I wanted uh, top leaders in each city. I said not right now. Just just give me what you can for the show tonight. And uh, but yeah, we, yeah. we okay. they can get Starting us top week. I would top like, five. Let's, yeah, let's do that. I'd. I mean, I want to shout out to because honestly, I think it'll be a new cast. I'll be curious. I have no idea who's over in New York. Um, I have not bought an unminted property in New York. <laughs> so I, all of my properties that I have, well, I guess technically the inaugural property I bought was unminted. So technically I bought one. Ooh, now I don't want to buy any unminted ever. Cause then my only one is going to be that one. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Eric P Martin, he jumped up again just a few weeks ago. He was at 430 something and he was in the top 10. Now he's at 766. Yeah, which gives them number nine. There's been a lot of movement over the last couple of weeks of people getting up closer to that thousand mark. It because I used to be sitting about number four, number five, depending on the week, and I've dropped all the way down to eighth place now. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think people are are buying. You know, I think you know San Francisco. The the bottom of San Francisco is at like I don't know that you can buy. Uh, and an unminted property for like under 3,700 now. Uh, and I'll put the little asterisk. That's a yes. The, you could have a visitor fall out at any time and be able to score, you know, a lower one, but for the most part, um, you know, 3,700 is like the new baseline for unminted, which is crazy because it's almost cheaper to buy 
off the secondary market, <laughs> which is a great place to be if you're if you're in the secondary market. Um, obviously, your um, ROI on your interest and things are still better to buy unminted. You're not paying the five percent fees, et cetera, et cetera. But it's kind of crazy that we're at that tipping point where unminted and baseline for um, secondary market are about even, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, it's weird now that you can get better deals on the secondary market than you can on minting a new property. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest, I've picked up several now that are that are under mint. Um, the, so I think with this contest, so what I'm seeing, um, and this is kind of just like some, honestly, it's a little insider information. Like you can, so in order to get higher rank, you have to buy unminted to get into these bubbles. And there's been a couple people that are buying unminted and then selling below mint because you, they still get the credit for the buy. So if you can sell it at 80%, you can buy more because their only goal is to get into the next, to get into the early bubble, but then they also need to be liquid, which is creating this really cool thing for San Francisco players that are looking for good deals on, you know, kind of essentially cheap, no name properties is that there are people that are willing to sell under mint to liquidate, to keep high on the rankings and then to have money for their spend in New York. So um, I've capitalized quite a bit on that, honestly. And we've always speculated of where the liquidation was going to come for New York city. We, we were expecting this. I just didn't see it coming along this way that, they were buying the cheaper properties and putting them up for sale on the secondary market at about 80% value. But it, it makes sense. You know, you, you get that volume, you get that turnover, you can, and with your interest from your collections, you know, you're still staying positive. You're not losing too much on it. And then you're getting prime pickings. And, and I didn't realize how, if you got the bankroll, getting into that first bubble 12 hours ahead of time, that, that's a huge advantage. I, I was sitting there doing 12 hour sweats, watching that last bubble open up of the properties that I wanted to get. Oh yeah. I mean, 12 hours is an eternity. You can literally buy any property you want in that time. Like there's like, you're not going to run out of time and you're going to run out of money well before you run out of time. Um, so it's literally whatever you want. You're more or less guaranteed like to get a shot at it. Cause I, I mean, obviously there's going to be some bigger competition when some things like wall street and stuff like that start opening up. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be some key things, but yeah, up square. I'm, uh, and we'll, we'll keep it moving along here. Up squares, Dude, which is cool. We haven't seen it. You're getting close to a hundred K up squares. <laughs> I did not realize that. Now I want to go out and buy. Now I got to, you got to sell me some of yours because <laughs> you, you picked up a lot of upsquares <laughs> recently. Um, wow, ninety five thousand. So you need uh, four four thousand six hundred and sixty nine upsquares to hit a hundred thousand upsquares. I think you have a property that's four thousand six hundred and sixty nine. <laughs> um, pretty damn close, <laughs> right? I think you know, you might need to to sell that to me <laughs> for a hundred uh. upx because that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, that's cool. Uh, what was I at before? Because now I kind of feel bad because I know Z Hidalgo has been on my heels. Um, it's been about 10, 10K behind. Uh, he's, um, Z Hidalgo really closed the gap there. Um, yeah, so, so now he's only what? Less than 8,000. Less than 8,000. But, like, I think he had, like, he gained a lot. I just didn't realize how much upsquared I had picked up recently. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I picked that one iconic was over a thousand. And then, uh, somebody, I, I put out a, a, in the want to buy as an example, is like, for example, I'll buy any property over a thousand upsquared for a rate of a hundred, um, up X per upsquare and Brett, I guarantee he just like bought it. Cause I was like, I didn't even look. I just kind of said that as an example. And he put up one that was like 1200 square uh, up squares for like 120,000 or something. He's like, okay, here you go. And I'm like, damn it. Like you just bought that for like 80,000. <laughs> Cause I didn't even look at the market and he sold it, but it worked. So anyway. Yeah. Last, um, last data that we did get was you were at 85, thousand up square almost 86 and uh, z hidalgo was at seventy thousand. yeah so yeah so he gained seventeen thousand. i mean and i only gained nine so i mean he cut the he cut the lead in half yeah and i gained uh seventeen thousand from our last update i did buy a lot of big stuff yeah so honestly luckily f- for me, you were over there gobbling up all those nine 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 Brotherhood way uh, during the last update, or else he almost certainly would have beaten. Dang, I gotta get <sighs> eight twenty was the last time we had updated numbers that we put out on the podcast. I need to get. I need to get a hundred thousand. Crap! Good luck I with your hundred to... up X. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Want to sell UFA uh, memorabilia for UPEX. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, cool. I jumped from uh, 11th place all the way up to 5th place there. And, uh, yeah, I bought some nice stuff there. But, yeah, it's pretty exciting. So, Dizzy went over 50. You got noise by himself in the 40s. You by yourself in the 30s. Properties, two people over 100K. Sunstar is getting pretty close to not 100k over but a, a over a thousand yeah. uh sunstar is getting close to a thousand you're getting close to 100k and up squared i mean it's exciting times yeah exciting times yeah. yeah i reckon nice will be at 50 before you know it ken will be at 30 before you know it you'll be at 20 before we know it i'm um, hoping we get a couple more thousand property owners and i'll, I'll be over a hundred thousand i think z hidalgo um we'll, we'll be over a hundred thousand here shortly as well uh so that's cool yeah but the big properties in new york are way more expensive uh maybe when the north side of manhattan opens up they'll get a little cheaper but yeah yeah the the cost for which is interesting because i wasn't sure how i i was gonna yeah it's interesting um because your cost per up square um, in New York is quite expensive. Yeah. yeah. Now Eric P. Martin had had some big dreams going on there. Um, he's gonna he's gonna 
kind of hold out. So I hope that tonight's podcast and the discussions we had with Edan will help him go back to his goal of trying to going back to his goal because he was he was charging hard and then he said you know just kind of he's still unsure of where the game is fiat out all that stuff um but i think tonight's podcast will help swing him and he might become (laughs) he's he's sitting at a you know what 766 properties he wants to own one person in san francisco well i mean that's i i mean i own one percent of san francisco you do like cool come join me (laughs) be the one percent like all you gotta do is buy 800 more properties like you own half of a percent 734 properties he's just gotta almost double what he's got now but it's possible there's a lot of sub 5k properties that you can you can roll through yeah for sure What's his uh, net worth? Do we have his? Is he, he's got to be in the top hundred net worth. Yeah, uh, his net worth is. Oh wow, let's see here. So, I mean, that's a lot of properties to be. He has to be in the millions. Yeah, going down. Um, number fifty-nine at uh four point three million. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, again, he's got some, he's got some skin in the game. Anybody who's got, you know, I'd say any directors at this point are going to be doing very well for themselves um, in the next year, especially if you got director off of San Francisco. Like if you have, if you have a thousand, if you have a million UPEX at least invested in San Francisco, like you're going to be very happy. I think with the way that the game progresses, um, in my conversations with uh, with Eric, I said, right now it's like buying Apple at 25 cents a share, and you're in the IPO. I don't know what Apple's IPO was, but I know it was dirt cheap under whatever the case uh-huh. may be. But when you have an initial uh, when you have initial offering of a stock, you have a hold period, and basically that's where we're at right now is we just got issued stock on a hot new company, but we have so many days before we can sell our stocks and that's where we're at. And then fiat out yeah. opens. Well, I, I mean, it's almost like, honestly, it's probably closer to like stock options for an un, um, like an unlisted company. So for me, like our IPO is when we have fiat out. <laughs> So like right now, like you have, I guess it's the same. I guess it's essentially what you're saying, but like, yeah, we're not, we're not a listed company at this point. Once we have Fiat out. So, I mean, you gotta look at it. I don't want to say like you're an employee, but like you're an ambassador of the brand. So if, if there was just 2000 people that all just kind of came in, bought some properties and then just sat here and didn't really do anything with it, like it's not going to be exciting. Like, know that they built it, but we've come like it's the reason when this goes fiat out that people are going to want to buy into this is because of the community, because of, you know, the 
you know, characters like Nishiren and Ronald Rump and um, Left House and, you know, the Daily Uplander team and Recurrier and uh, Upland Uncovered and, um, you know, all of our UCN brethren. Like, there's immense amount of content and community and really cool stuff happening, um, you know, in and around the game that's driving that excitement. So, you know, I see a lot of people that just come into discord or come into telegram. They're just like, Hey, how do I get my money out? Like, no, you are a member of this community. Like it's how do I make this game more successful? Like that should be the way that you look at this because you know, again, if none of us built websites, if none of us did pop podcasts, like the properties would be worthless. Like, yes, they've built a great platform at which to expand this NFT metaverse. But if no one's excited about it, if no one builds a community around it, it's it's useless. It's just ones and zeros. So, you know, I, I appreciate everyone that's listening to this podcast because I know that you are the exceptions, not the rule. Uh, but, you know, make sure that you do more than consume content. Get out there and, and actively participate in the community and actively participate in the conversations. Um, because that's what's going to, you know, really drive value to this. And uh, I, I was just looking at our top 10 in net worth. Nishirin made a huge jump. I don't know if you oh. noticed that he used to be ranked number 35, and uh, now he cracked the top 10 at number 9. Holy crap. 15? He's almost at 15 now. Yeah. What did he buy? I don't know. I got, I got to start digging now. <laughs> oh, man. The mint's still unsold, isn't it? I believe so. I didn't have a chance to look today. Usually I like to log on, look at what's unsold, some of the hot properties. So, Yeah. Oh, also, I didn't, I didn't mention it, um, but I should have. Did you notice the thing today, the, the other challenge? So there's... There's three challenges going on right now. Um, the Hello New York, and then the weekly rising star. Yeah. Did you notice that? I did see the weekly rising star. Which, to me, implies that it will be a weekly event. Which will be fun. Which I think is super cool. Because, honestly, I've seen some of you in, in Discord, you know, kind of pitching this and honestly it's genius like hey here's a combination of properties that will get you this combination of collections so if you're new like i'm gonna i'll probably put out somebody i I, it doesn't have to be me you know what i actually know somebody i think jim juice wanted to write an article because he's working on his uh, ucn content so, or you know what, this is also the kind of stuff that Upland Uncover loves, like the, the cheapy stuff, like how do you get the most collections the cheapest way? But if you're joining, you know, new and you can pay, you can get 25,000 to get say five or six collections and then you win 25,000, like you've, you're set up, you're like halfway to pro and you've only spent, you know, like 20 bucks. Right. Like, that's crazy. Like, there's definitely some gamification that, you know, again, for players that are onboarding and who are savvy um, and know kind of how to how to leverage that, that's a super cool thing. If they do it every week, then you know, okay, hey, uh, you probably need five or six 
You probably need seven collections. I'd be, I'd be curious. I'm going to go through and look at like what your base collections are. Yeah. To get, uh, you know, because I mean, you get like San Franciscan or your newbie San Franciscan, King of the Streets, City Pro, Sunset is five. I got to go. After buying some New York properties, I got to go optimize my collections again. Crap. Oh, right. Right. Wow. <laughs> Actually, it's really hard to get, man, five. Like, so assuming you buy into Sunset, I guess what? Mission District would be your sixth? Yeah. But then at that point, it gets pricey. Wow. Collections, <laughs> values of collections are insane. And it will be interesting to see what opens up in New York and what opens up community-wise and... It's, yeah it's exciting times i mean we're in september we're gonna have the rest of the year to go and who knows what january 1st of 2021 is gonna look like an upland but it talking to eden tonight uh well hopefully it'll have houses and fiat out yep and then so. sometime next year we'll start getting into the businesses yeah and the nft portals yeah that's exciting too but just a lot of excitement. I mean, we're in the ground floor. That, that's basically what it is. We're in the ground floor. And even when Fiat Out comes out, I, I'm not selling a lot. Maybe 10% of my portfolio I'll put up. But that's about it. I'm the opposite. I'm going to be buying. <laughs> oh, I'm all buying. These people, all these chumps who are going to try and get out at 50 cents on the dollar to just make quick. Nope. Snatching it up. Oh. Snatching it up. I'll be buying the guys that are discounting to get fiat out to, to get some return on the money. I'm buying it up, but yeah, I'm still going to have my markup. Like don't. And honestly, like, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give anybody financial advice. You're in a situation. I mean, I might sell some for fiat, but it's going to be for a profit. Like I might put up some of my, you know, miscellaneous things that I have sitting around just like, you know, my Alamo squares are at hundred K each and I've sold several of them actually like, um, so, you know, I might fiat out for what I would essentially equivalent for UPEX. Cause then, I, you know, I can just buy more UPEX. I do regret uh, not buying more Alamo square. I was just trying to get more people in the community. To shout out to my boy, China, making Alamo square huge. I'm so happy. I, yeah. I'm so happy. I own a block. Like, and if, if you don't own Alamo Square, I have three that are like 100K each. Um, I have an entire block, and I will be d- building some nice houses there, and I will be renting them out. So don't worry. If you don't own an Alamo Square, um, check out uh, the Thank Me Later. Uh, I don't know. They're not going to be apartments. I don't like apartments so much. Condos? Uh, condominium? Yeah, condos. Maybe actually it's just going to be houses for rent. There's just going to be houses that I rent out. So one of the big properties I did buy, not the biggest, you beat me to it, but one of the bigger properties that I bought before that property was available is a bunch of condominiums. And that looked oh, nice. Yeah. 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 That'll be interesting. Cause they definitely said like you could have, you could break it up into smaller parcels, like, so like multiple ownership, which would be interesting, or like multiple like renters. I think that the, like there's a whole interesting dynamic there. And people are like, oh, well, why would you rent? It's like there's actually like, especially if they do it so you can rent and then have add into a collection. 
like it made me like I had this and I don't remember if we've talked about this already on the podcast, but like there was just this massive aha moment where I was like, holy crap, I've sold most of my collections down just so I have my own personal collection set because I was like, I can't put any more. Like I have, you know, whatever, five of, of my things or four of my things. I can't put any more in the collection. So it's essentially just like a normal property. Like, so there's no added value. But then there was this aha moment of like, those are the ones you rent to somebody else. So, and the reason that they would rent it is like, let's say the base interest on it was a hundred up X a month. Well, if it's a two X plus collection, I could rent it to you for 150 OPEX a month. And if you put it into a collection, which if you're smart, you would, you can make as a renter, you can make 50 OPEX a month. I get 50 more OPEX a month and you have a property that you can travel to and, you know, call your own in San Francisco. So like as a renter, you could potentially make money if you rent out, and again, this is speculation because I don't know the mechanics. So I'm just huge caveat here, hundred percent speculating. Um, but like if that worked that way that when you rented it, you could put it in a collection, like that would be insane. Like then as a renter, you could theoretically make money if your rent was less than your collection bonus. And then as somebody who was renting it out, you could make more money because you would get more than your base interest because you can't put it into a collection that's already full. I don't know. I like the speculation. Pretty exciting. Well, yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's crazy to think about. Um, And then people are like, oh, well, why else would you rent it? Like, I don't know. There's other, like, again, if you're not, um, you know, I think there's going to be other competitions and things. Like, there's going to be need to rent, um, you know, property. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And then it'll be like, you know, competition of like, Oh, well, who's giving you better rent? Oh, I already have a house built here. Cause like, if you have a, like, let's say you want to run a business, but you don't own a big enough parcel of land or you don't want to build the prop, build the house. Like if you could rent like a premium location and then put your license or you on the license and put it there and run your business out of a location and just rent out the space. Like then that's a huge opportunity for people like yourself who just recently picked up a bunch of huge properties. Maybe you build things there, but Eden made it very clear. Like you're going to have to run these businesses. These aren't going to be just like, Hey, build a thing and it just makes you money. Right. Like, you're going to have to maintain. And that's the other things like inventory and stuff. And that's why they said that, they also, you can lease business licenses because for someone like me, can I afford business licenses? I believe so. Do I have the time to run the businesses? Not really. So I can coordinate with other people that are very creative, very skilled, or have the time and the ability to run the businesses and everybody makes money off of it. So, yeah, I can't, can't even wait. It's going to be so crazy cool. I'm just concerned of all of a sudden there's like 30 cities opened up worldwide and how do we jam pack that and how do we know what's going on in the world (laughs) and yet at the same time how do we jam pack that into an hour and we're running super long tonight so hopefully everybody listens to this at 1.5 x speed so it chops it down yeah honestly dude I'm thinking like correspondence like 
I'm not, I'm probably not going to be super savvy on New York. I'm, I'm going to stay, you know, pretty solid in San Francisco. I know there's some other people that are really stoked about New York. Um, and so like, it'd be cool to have like, who's our New York correspondence and like, like, all right, like, that's what it might have to be. Yeah. Like we're going to cover New York and London this week. And so we got, you know, we call in our New York correspondents. We're like, dude, what's happening there? Like, what's the big thing? Like, Oh yeah. You know, we just got collections and this and this. Like, I think it'll be a little while till we need that because for the most part, we can keep up with two cities. Yeah, I'm always forward looking, but yeah. Yeah, but no, that'd be super cool to have like a whole little, the Upland Experts news team. What's going on in the the mean streets of Chicago? (laughs) I like it. And uh, once again, a shout out to dailyuplander.com for the data they provided for this week's show. Really appreciate it. Made a nice long talking point. Really excited to have Adana Idan on for uh, the podcast. So excited to have him on. You know, we don't get to speak. He doesn't speak as much as Dirk does, so it's nice to nice to hear that and and hear his vision, see his vision, and uh, just have fun with that. And how's Upland Guru going? Ugh, I'm slacking. Um, I have a, I have like a couple more uh, interviews in my backlog that I need to publish. I need, I need to spruce it up. The move has really taken up some time, but I'm, I'm off next week to finish up the move and to hopefully get caught up on Upland Guru. Um, so for this week, I'll say if you're going to go visit an Upland website, go to dailyuplander.com. Uh, super cool. And you'll thank me later <laughs> uh, for for visiting that site. They they've done an awesome job. Um, and then honestly, like uh, I'm spending a lot of my effort right now on Upland fan art. Um, we have a couple really huge initiatives coming. Um, we're looking at doing things like an alpha membership. So like uh, Chibi Globals is doing where you buy this membership card and then periodically you're going to get um, free drops um, to your wallet if you have it. Um, so, and it's from all of our top artists from UFA have signed up. Uh, Verthus actually just sent me over his uh, prototypes for the free drops. These would be exclusive for the memberships. Um, so, you know, I don't know, we're probably like a thousand wax, uh, for the membership card. Um, and you can sell it or trade it yourself, but you can keep it. And as long as you have it, and as long as UFA is around, you'll get free drops probably maybe once a month or so. And then around like holidays or special upland events, we'll do, um, you know, alpha alpha drops which is super cool we're also working on a pack series so once uh, atomic asset does packs we want to be you know one of the first kind of communities to do um and so you know a small release of, of packs and stuff so the ufa is probably where i'm spending a lot of time um and so if you haven't checked it out check it out on atomic hub um it's a planned fan art lots of really cool artists and if you're an artist and you're interested and joining UFA, please ping me. We're always looking for good talent. Um, everything is is very straightforward. All assets are printed directly to the artist um, to sell directly. Um, so you get all the mints, and you can decide what you do with them and how you want to sell them or trade them or give them away. Yeah. 
Um, also, I had mentioned it earlier in the show, but I wanted to give another uh, shout out because I kind of uh, messed it up their, their name before. Um, girlpinupart.com. Um, it's by uh, the, the UGN team, Nishiren, um, and uh, some of his ladies are putting together some really cool art. Um, it is slightly NSFW, so slightly not safe for work. It's, it's actually, I think, the first one on Atomic Hub to be marked not safe for work, but it's gorgeous art, actually. Like, it's not uh, cheesy or sleazy. It's, it's classy. Like, it's, it's legitimately super cool stuff. So highly recommend checking that out, girlpinupart. Uh, dot com and then girl pin up art on uh, atomic hub i definitely will be having some of their art around my house maybe not in alamo square but definitely my dog patch my there dog you patch go property will be <laughs> with it. yeah pack the dog patch property with it and alamo square is a little more classy well no 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 again this is actually like this is like high end it like, is i've looked at it it's, there's very it's, nice artwork being done by those by great artwork yeah but it's definitely not uh it's not pg so not at all it's not like i don't know it's it's really good art it is so go check it out purchase some they're doing a great job there nitrin and his girls and toad tone to tone as well aka ronald t rump uh shout out to him he's crushing he's putting out a ton of content he's done some of these dog patch brews which again Dogpatch has got a couple big names really fighting for space there. Um, so it's going to be, um, I mean, it'll be different. It'll it's be a bunch of alpha males and Alamo, but uh, yeah, bunch of alpha personalities going at it. it, it it's going to be interesting and fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely my neighbor. I'm glad I got a couple of properties there. Cause that's, that's going to be as hard to get into as Alamo square. I can oh, already yeah. tell you that it is. So, so, and don't forget, listen to this podcast. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're liking. Make sure you're leaving a review and you're rating this bad boy. Uh, we did try to shame the people that listen to us on their Apple devices and through their Apple website. Yeah, we got an additional two reviews. I know you guys can do better than that. Yeah, come on, guys. Hook it up. <laughs> Hook it up. But, uh, yeah, we ran an extra long I'll definitely write it in the description to listen to this at 1.5 speed to, to get you through it. Definitely. We set another record once again, but great, great show tonight. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it as much as we did making this podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping.